I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. By-elections have never seemed so important. A colossal win in Hartlepool for the Conservatives and Boris Johnson. It's a mandate for us to continue to, to deliver. Another blue brick in what used to be Labour's red wall. A political storm has been brewing in the Conservative heartlands and today it hit in Chesham and Amersham. History in the making. The Liberal Democrats have secured a historic by-election. Could this West Yorkshire constituency be the next brick in the red wall to turn blue? Conservative. Definitely Conservative. We hope Conservative. I believe the Conservatives have been marvellous through this pandemic. I were working at the time. They've looked after me. Sir Keir Starmer has already sacked and reshuffled his team in anticipation of losing this seat. And for many of the people here, it's his leadership that's in question. We need to send a, a clear message to Sir Keir Starmer. Not voting for him will do exactly that. Who's Keir Starmer? I don't know what he stands for. I don't know where he came from. This is a by-election like no other, where international issues seem to be just as important as local ones, and it's a contest that's full of wild cards. We are going to provide possibly the biggest shock to the political system since the last by-election I won. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today. Welcome to Batley in Spain. The last time the political world stopped to stare at Batley and Spen was five years ago, when the sitting Labour MP, Jo Cox, was murdered whilst doing her job by a far-right constituent. There are memorials to her all over the constituency and reminders of her words. Whilst we celebrate our diversity, the thing that surprises me time and time again as I travel around the constituency is that we are far more united and have far more in common than that which divides us. But the divisions in the community still exist, and in the last few days of campaigning, they've been coming to the fore. Are you going to stand for those Muslim parents? Do you know what? I'm not going to stand. You shouting at me. An innocent woman who has put herself forward. The floor is yours. No one's going to interrupt you. This is where I live. This is my community. Don't come here and shout at me in the street. The Muslim community of Batley and Spen deserve better than this. That was the Labour candidate, Kim Ledbetter, Joe Cox's sister, being abused whilst out campaigning. Labour activists have been pelted with eggs. 
There are accusations of fake leaflets being distributed. A Labour leaflet has been branded as racist and there have been scuffles and heckling between rival supporters. This is a by-election that's turning ugly. Tensions were already rising last week when I visited the constituency. This by-election could decide the future of the leader of the Labour Party. It's also a contest that could cement the Conservatives' hold on the Red Wall. There's all to play for, as I found in the old marketplace in Batley. I'm Tony Earnshaw. I'm the local democracy reporter covering Kirklees for Yorkshire Live. We're standing here and looking around. I mean, there are camera crews, there are journalists, there are politicians from all parties who've turned up. Batley really is the centre of a storm at the moment. It's the centre of a storm. It's been a little bit hijacked by this circus that's rolled into town. It has something of a carnival atmosphere. I'm not sure what kind of a carnival it is, and I'm not sure how much fun it is, but this is definitely a highly unusual and somewhat febrile atmosphere. I mean, you've even got characters like Lawrence Fox, who doesn't represent a party here, turning up to address the crowds. Well, there were 16 candidates. I think there's now 15 because the Green candidate had to withdraw. But really, it's, it really is a two-horse race. I mean, the, amongst that list, though, there are sort of a surprising number of far-right organisations. You know, there's an EDL candidate, there's Jada Franson, who used to be Britain first. Indeed. And all of them will have a platform, all of them will have something to say. How much traction they gain is a different matter. And I come back to this concept that it really is a two-horse race. There are two eggs in the nest plus the cuckoo, which is how Mr Galloway was described to me by a, a political friend of mine. Makes it very interesting. Tony, I've, I've covered a lot of the constituencies sort of around this area. This is possibly the weirdest by-election I've ever encountered. For a start, I think I've sort of suddenly become aware of just how stark the challenge is for Keir Starmer, because in a lot of the other constituencies I covered, which were Red Wall constituencies turning Conservative, there was a lot of complaints about Jeremy Corbyn. There was a sense that the Labour Party had shifted and people were turning to the Conservatives because of that. This is the first constituency I've come across where if you're in Batley, people loved Corbyn. The moment you get out of Batley into some of the countryside around here, Corbyn turned them off Labour. I mean, how on earth do you, as a party, how on earth do you bring the whole of the constituency together again? It's a hell of a melting pot and... It's a very diverse community. It's a very split community on faith grounds. It's blue collar, it's white collar. It's every other colour collar in between. <laughs> so pinning it down is impossible. I have heard from the local Conservatives when they've been out talking to people and delivering leaflets that they're hearing from disaffected Labour voters on the doorstep. They're not happy with Starmer. They didn't think much of Corbyn, but they would have preferred Corbyn to Starmer and consequently they won't be voting Labour they're going to vote Conservative. Now, the Conservatives would say that, wouldn't they? But I think there's some truth in it. There is a feeling, and I've heard this from Labour insiders as well, that there's certain former Labour strongholds, the colour is no longer red, it's kind of a muddy pink, and they're not happy. I wish I had a crystal ball in my pocket and I could say this is how it's going to go, but I genuinely don't. And it's, it, it's fascinating, but it's also troubling. Tell me a bit about Batley and Spen as a constituency. Batley, like a lot of West Yorkshire towns, had a, a very big textile background. It was a mill area. 
and a lot of its wealth in the 19th century grew from that. And like a lot of textile towns, it's had it tough. It's had it tough for 50 years. Is it poor? Well, there are lots of urban centres which struggle. There's been half a century of neglect in all sorts of towns across West Yorkshire, including Batley. It's, it's a wonderful town, it's got a great heart. And that's including every element of the population. But they need a pick-me-up. The town needs a pick-me-up. And that will rest on the shoulders of whoever wins this by-election because it comes down to them and how far and how hard they're prepared to fight. I mean, there's a lot of attention on by-elections at the moment anyway. You know, one of the reasons people are sort of paying so much attention to this one is that so many of the neighbouring constituencies like Wakefield, Dewsbury, have turned Conservative recently. They've been part of the dismantling of the Red Wall. And as a result, they seem to have had a cash injection. Do you think that's something that appeals to people here? Certainly that has happened in Hartlepool. And one of the arguments that I heard from people who had voted Conservative is that if we vote in this direction, there is potentially gold at the end of the rainbow. And you have to assume that that argument exists in Batley too. And that they're hoping that if they come under the eye of the Prime Minister, who's been here, of course, then some of that money that similarly went to Hartlepool will come here. It has to be a consideration. And just going into this by-election, all eyes are on Batley at the moment. What does it mean for the Conservative Party? Why, why does this seat matter so much? They've just lost Amersham, hugely. Again, you can't compare like for like because it's vastly different, different part of the country, different population, different reasons for voting in a certain direction. But if, if Batley becomes Hartlepool 2.0, everything that the Conservatives have achieved in chipping away further bricks in the Red Wall, then they've achieved it again. It's like a sequel, like a bad movie sequel, or well, just for Labour. And it will embolden the Conservatives, it will make them more bullish, more triumphant in what they're achieving in the provinces, in the north, in the old Labour heartland. For Labour, this by-election is key. Not only did they lose Hartlepool, but they lost their deposit in Chesham and Amersham, with the worst by-election result in Labour history. Now, Batley and Spen is becoming a test of the leadership of Labour, mainly because of one man. All over town, there are posters of the former MP, George Galloway, often in a bombastic pose, as if he's about to punch someone, accompanied by the line, Starmer out. And it's a message that seems to be cutting through with voters. Two weeks ago, I was in town. Sir Keir Starmer was here supporting Kim Ledbetter. And I asked him that question. Mr Galloway is here. There's a lot riding on this by-election. It's not just about Kim Ledbetter. It is about Keir Starmer. It's about Keir Starmer's leadership. And I said, if you lose, will there be a leadership challenge come September? And will you still have a job by Christmas? Now, he sidestepped that, as he would, and he said, This by-election is not about me. It's about the people of Batley and Spen. Um, and whether they get a fantastic MP who's going to stick up for them here, in Parliament, 
and anywhere they need a champion. And in the course of a 90-second or two-minute answer, he used the words Batley and Spen about nine times. So he's very clear on what Labour is trying to achieve and on what platform they are fighting. Similarly, so is Mr Galloway. He's here to do damage to Labour. He is targeting Keir Starmer. He wants Starmer out. And if he achieves that, he'll be a happy man. I don't think he'll win. I don't think he'll win. But if he does the damage that he's hoping to achieve, then he's succeeded. Labour are banking on local loyalty to Joe Cox by making her sister, Kim Leadbeater, their candidate. And in some parts of the constituency, that seems to have worked. She was a local lass. She went to the grammar school just up the road. And she did a lot of good for Batley and Spen. And I think a sister will follow in the same way. To a well-loved one, she. I do really hope she gets in. Joe Cox's sister, give her a chance. Says she's going to be for the area. But although Kim Leadbeater is a local, her selection has ruffled feathers amongst some Labour supporters who feel she's been parachuted in above a number of potential candidates from the area, many of them Muslim. It's one of the reasons the local Muslim community is turning against Sir Keir Starmer. Joe Cox was a very popular Labour MP. I think more, or more so of the MP, she was a very popular human. She was quite lovable uh, character and she still lives in our hearts. And you can see the clarity in her policies and what she believed in. Nadeem Raja is the general manager at Batley's IMWS, the Indian Muslim Welfare Society. It's a network that's very plugged in with thousands of Batley's Muslim voters and a number of the local mosques. I met him in the grand old building where the society has its headquarters, and in the hall is a memorial to Joe Cox. And if I read out for you now what we've got here, it is a joy to represent such a diverse community. Our, Our communities have been, have been deeply, deeply enhanced, enhanced by immigration, be it Irish Catholics across the constituency or Muslims from Indian Gujarat or Pakistan, principally from Kashmir. Given how popular she was, you know, you say she still lives in people's hearts here. Why is her, her sister, who's standing as a Labour candidate, why is she suddenly so unpopular with the voters? It's more so of the leadership than, unfortunately, her. People believe that voting her means voting Keir Starmer. And people don't want to vote Keir Starmer. And tell me, from everything you're hearing from within the community, how do people feel at the moment about the Labour Party, which is, used to be their traditional home? They felt badly let down by the Labour Party because there's no clarity in their leadership. And again, if, if, you, if you stand up for the right thing, if you stand up for the Palestine, for instance, or stand up for the Kashmir, so rather you are labelled as, you know, anti-Semitism, label comes on your forehead. So I think there's a lot of issues the Labour Party needs to address within the party as well. A lot of people have been sort of sidelined, including our Jeremy Corbyn, uh, as, with the label of anti-Semitism, which is not the case. So if somebody's, you know, speaking of their minds, they are sidelined. Rather, you are racist or you are uh, causing the anti-Semitism or whatever. So you are sidelined. So people are very upset about it. What do they make of Keir Starmer? Who's Keir Starmer? <laughs> no, seriously, 
I don't know that guy. I don't know what he stands for. I don't know where he came from. You know, he has no leadership qualities. I have to say that. People don't know what he stands for, who he's working for. You know, and I'm I'm pro-labor. I always will be, but not with this labor. The old school people who worked for the poor, who worked for the many, not for the few. You know, I would follow that religiously, that labor should be for the many, not for the few, as Jeremy Corbyn say. Muslim voters like Nadim Raja, who've fallen out of love with the leadership of the Labour Party, are increasingly turning to George Galloway. And here's why it matters, in two simple statistics. Firstly, according to the Muslim Council of Britain, Batley and Spen is one of the top 15 constituencies in the country where the Muslim vote is hugely influential. They estimate there are around 15,000 Muslim voters in this constituency, and around 9,000 of them regularly vote. The Labour majority here last time was just over 3,500, so if the Muslim vote changes, it could swing the election. The second statistic that will worry Labour is that according to polls, Labour's popularity amongst British Muslims has fallen by 10% since Sakir Starmer took over. His own ratings amongst the Muslim community are even more damning, at minus 7%, far below the rest of the Labour Party, which is still achieving a rating of plus 42%. Given how significant the Muslim vote is in Batley and Spen, could Sakir Starmer lose Labour the by-election? Local Muslim groups say they've been so concerned about Labour's new priorities that they recently wrote an open letter to Sakir Starmer saying Labour wasn't doing enough to tackle Islamophobia or to support the Palestinians. Two issues that keep coming up here. I'm a few minutes away from the centre of Batley. I'm just at the junction of a couple of roads and... If you look down towards the end of either of them, all you can see is rolling green hills. But along these roads, there are lots of little terraced houses and some shops. And this is a real hub for the local Muslim community. There are four halal butchers along here. There's um, an Islamic bakery. There's a perfume shop called Al-Bakur. And some very colourful textile shops. Um, some supermarkets and as you look along this road every lamppost every shop window has a poster for George Galloway I'm looking at one now which says I will be a voice for the voiceless at home and abroad George Galloway a lot of people around here seem to be voting George Galloway this time yeah I think he's got a lot of support here and George Galloway is a people's man he will look at the issues of the people could be conservatives or uh, Labour, but uh, I think it's this time we should give chance to George Galloway. I think looks like he's the right person. What is it about George Galloway? What, why, why are you supporting him for this by-election? Well, other leaders in this area, they 
haven't spoken about anything at all, especially the Palestine. And whenever there's a problem somewhere in the world, he's the first person to talk about. And uh, he always stands for the oppressed people. That's what I know. I just wondered, who will you be voting for? Mine's going to um, George Galloway because he's going to support Palestine and speak up about, because Labour didn't do that for us and um, innocent civilians are being killed. So um, I think, yeah, um, George Galloway. My mind still undecided yet, though. What do you think of George Galloway? George Galloway, I think uh, I like his action, which is, is, is actually advised Tony Blair to don't go to the war in 2001 in Afghanistan and uh, Iraq. This is the first constituency I've covered where international issues seem to be just as important as local ones. Will George Galloway swing this election? We'll hear from the man himself in just a moment. But first... Hello, I'm Emma Tucker, editor of The Sunday Times. It's thanks to listeners like you that we're able to provide journalism that matters. Get to the heart of the story every day with The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today and enjoy one month free. Visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Everywhere you go in Batley Town Centre, you can't miss George Galloway. There are posters all over town, and most days he parades through the centre on an open-top bus. He's the most visible candidate, in Batley at least, less so when you get out of the town and into the rest of the constituency. But in Batley, the candidate for the Workers' Party of Britain campaigns from dawn to dusk, only stopping to present his daily show on RT, the Russian state-controlled TV network. George Galloway is the wild card in this election, and I found him out campaigning. Yeah, we start at 9 in the morning, we finish at 11 in the evening. We have a semi-public meeting every night at 9.30, which gets bigger and bigger and bigger. From 9, we're on the doorsteps at the school gates, visiting gyms and factories. We visit a bed factory every day. There's a hundred bed factories in this area, employing thousands of people, earning hundreds of millions of pounds, ignored, not even recognised, no government help. It's the equivalent of the motor industry in the north, except the motor industry gets a lot more government help than the bed industry does. 
And I always joke, we're the bed capital of Britain. The problem is the politicians have all fallen asleep. I mean, you're right, there is a lot of disenchantment here. There are people who feel that they've been neglected and forgotten and left Mm. behind. Mm. Um, But looking at some of your posters around town, there's a great one with you looking like you're about to punch someone. Slightly crazed look in your eye and it says, Starmer out. I mean, when people are voting for you, are they they voting against something rather than for something? No, both. I mean, that's always the case. Everyone votes for something and therefore, by definition, against something. But you're right, this by-election has national significance. If Starmer loses it, uh, he will have to go. And it's not every day you get a by-election where that kind of stakes is present. We're jumping in a car. Right, we're moving. Next stop on the campaign trail. Your campaign is about Starmer out. This probably will lead to a Conservative MP here. Is that not something that sort of causes you any alarm? No, I, I, I don't accept the premise. It will lead to me as the MP here. Uh, that's how we entered the campaign. It's how we entered the last week. The bookmakers' odds have plummeted so dramatically that they've stopped taking bets on certain outcomes. The people that are following this closely on the ground can see what's happening. All strategists agree that we are eating the Labour vote alive, which explains why I feel so full. But that will probably result in a Conservative MP. I mean, I've been to parts of the constituency where you're not cutting through so much. Uh, well, of course, not. nobody cuts through to the same extent in every part of the constituency. Uh, on a by-election turnout, which will be half or less of the voters. It will depend who goes to the polls. And yet here, people seem to think you're probably the Conservatives' most powerful weapon. No, I think they're going to get a shock uh, on the 1st of July. Uh, I honestly believe that we're going to win this campaign, win the election, and provide possibly the biggest shock to the political system since the last by-election I won. The Galloway effect is already showing up in the polls, which show the Conservatives winning with 47% of the vote, Labour coming second with 41%, and George Galloway taking a crucial 6% of the vote, enough to stop Labour winning. But polls aren't always accurate. If anything, on the ground, it looks like he's gaining even more momentum. There's a remarkable get-out-and-vote operation going on to energise the Muslim community. Whole families and people who don't normally vote were telling me they'd turn up for Galloway. But not all of the local Muslim community will vote for him. I've seen this all, but he's a puppet for some party here. Ghulam Manir used to be a Labour councillor in Batley. He's here to break the Muslim vote, nothing else. And I can bet you now he's only one winner. Is not going to be a George Galloway. No, you're quite right. I mean, it's probably going to get be the Conservatives if he splits the vote. There is a possibility. But my mind is the community have to think about this. Which party has done most in this particular area? What help they got from, from national and local government? You know, they must not forget their route, you know. No party should take Muslim vote for granted. Yes, we got quite a number of issues. But we must fight on. 
But these sort of people who try to Muslim vote, I think it's a shame for our community. Do you have these conversations? I mean, what do people say when you say that? Well, that's what you think. Just looking at all the posters. No, 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 no. Poster don't count. People vote is count, you know. So he might be happy with the poster, but the people are more clever than George Gallagher, I think. Who would you like to see win the election? Well, I'm an openly Labour supporter, you know. I've been a local councillor here. We have a lot of things. Yes, not everything 100%. There is some problem in every area. But look at the cent- what central government is doing. They're cutting budget after budget for all, all the council. And the council cannot carry out every work. Look at the road condition. Look at the other issue. And that all lies at the hand of central government. And people must realize that election is not for a Galaway but we have so many other issues for community want to sort this thing out. Let's hope we pick the right person. I tried to speak to Kim Leadbeater, the Labour candidate, but I was told she was too busy knocking on doors to talk to me. Whilst Labour clearly still has some supporters here, most of the people I spoke to over two days talked about Labour taking them for granted. They weren't all turning to George Galloway, though. Like the other red wall seats in the area, the Conservatives are gaining ground, even in the local Islamic bakery. Well, t- traditionally, I mean, for 30-odd years, I mean, been brought up to vote Labour. Um, that's from, from my parents onwards. But this time, uh, I'm not going to be voting Labour. Uh, I think it is genuinely time for a change, uh, and change for the right reasons as well, I mean. And suddenly, young people are looking up and saying, guess what, I mean, I think... Uh, the parties have taken us for granted, especially in Kirklees, especially in Batley and Spen, I mean, where it's always traditionally been a, uh, a Labour stronghold. Um, but now I think there's a problem not just locally, but nationally as well. And would you mind if, if George Galloway ends up splitting the vote and you get a Conservative MP? Would you be happy with that? I, I think there's a good possibility that that may well happen, yes. But the point of it is this, I mean, from a local point of view, I mean, we had a Labour majority here. Now, there's a lot of people in Batley and Spen who are very disaffected now um, and people are wanting a change. Now, if that means taking out Labour and somebody else coming in, you mean, and somebody who's another party coming in and putting in the investment which Batley deserves, then all be it, you mean, because we're all wanting a change. And we're wanting a change, not for, for the correct reasons, for the right reasons, for the people of Batley at Sven. Do you think if the Conservatives came in, you'd get that investment? Well, yes, because, uh, for example, you mean, uh, just down the road in Dewsbury, you mean, there's millions of pounds which are being now put into Dewsbury. And we'd like to see a share of that in Batley as well, you mean, because Batley has been deprived uh, of his investment and regeneration. And businesses strive on support as well, and, and for too long now they've been neglected. The Muslim community could decide this election if they change the way they traditionally vote, and the arrival of George Galloway has hijacked the agenda, making issues like Palestine and Kashmir and Keir Starmer's leadership front and centre of this by-election. But across Batley and Spen, like many of the Red Wall constituencies nearby, 
people are changing lifelong loyalties to political parties for a whole host of reasons. I won't be voting Labour again, ever. Why is that? Because Boris has done so much this last 12 months and I think he's done a marvellous job and I don't think Labour can follow that up. Did you used to be a Labour voter? Yeah. You used to be Labour, yeah, many years ago. I believe the Conservatives have been marvellous through this pandemic. I, I, I were working at the time. They've looked after me, uh, wages and everything. They've really looked after me and I will always vote Conservative because until they ruin it again, you know, or whatever, my dad would be spinning his grave, actually. If, because you're voting Tory? Yeah. Yeah, but having said that, you do what's best for yourself, don't you? And I think Boris has done a marvellous job. So do you think you might vote for Boris Johnson, for Conservatives? Probably. Yeah. Have you had somebody from the Conservative Party coming round? Have you had... No. 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 Not seen anyone campaigning at all. That's one of the stories of this by-election. The Conservatives are nowhere to be seen adopting a strategy of letting Labour and George Galloway tear into each other and quietly sweeping up votes in the fallout. There have been a few high-profile visits, including the Prime Minister, so the party's clearly confident of a win. But apart from that, there aren't many posters around and people keep saying they haven't seen the Conservative candidate, Ryan Stevenson. We tried repeatedly to get in touch with him over a number of days but to no avail. So, we'll have to make do with this clip of him we found on Sky News. We can have an MP who's got experience in in and outside of politics and can work with the government to get the investment that we need, and that's a really positive message that people are warming to. Whilst Ryan Stevenson is a rare sighting on the doorstep, I spoke to one man who was a regular door knocker. What are people saying across the constituency? My name's Julian Heather, and I've come up from Streatham in South London, and uh, I'm a regular Lib Dem activist. I love by-elections, so delighted to have come here after Chesham and Amersham to help out the Lib Dems here in Batley and Spen. So, in the way that sort of Labour got its worst results in Chesham and Amersham because a lot of Labour supporters voted Lib Dem, there was tactical voting going on. Any sign of that happening here? Are people tactically voting... Labour to prop them up or Tory to get rid of Labour? What's going on? Well, this is a weird thing. I mean, Clackheaton Ward is a Lib Dem ward where we're spending most of our time working. And no one has said to me, oh, look, I'm normally a Lib Dem voter, but, you know, I'm terribly sorry, but this time I'm going to vote to keep the others out, you know, whether it's Labour or Tory. That hasn't come up yet. And you do think the Tories, they've become so arrogant now after wins in Hartlepool and in the general election and in the May elections, that they're now thinking they don't need to do anything to win and Labour are rather pathetic at the moment. And Keir Starmer just doesn't seem to have much popularity at all. Um, he's not doing Labour any favours. I think here in Batley and Spen... They're going to lose. I think the Tories are going to take it, which is awful, really, because it'll be because of George Galloway standing and taking the more sort of left-wing momentum-type votes from Labour. He is definitely splitting the vote. How much are you hearing about him on the doorstep? Because he, certainly in, in Batley, not necessarily the rest of the constituency, but in Batley, 
he's everywhere. Elsewhere, though, I'm finding people, even if they are disenchanted with Labour, they're not turning to him, they're more likely to turn to the Tories. Yeah, that's right. I mean, certainly in the canvassing I've done in Cleckheaton, his name hardly crops up. Well, look, I've got to ask, as a betting man, who's your money on here? Um, It will be, I'm sure, a Tory win. Not everyone is so certain. With days to go, the Matt Hancock affair might cost the Conservatives some votes. Equally, whilst the attention has been on George Galloway and issues like Palestine, for many in Batley and Spen, it'll be the local problems which decide their vote. And like most Redwall seats, there are plenty of them. High streets withering away, all the banks closing, the local hospital threatened with closure. There's a sense here that old loyalties are fading and all votes in Batley and Spen are now up for grabs. For Tony Earnshaw, the local democracy reporter for Yorkshire Live, it's still too close to call. All of that feeds into this unusual by-election. For some people, local is all. For some people, international is all. And then there are the kind of floating voters in the middle who are all a bit confused by everything that's going on. Will they just go with who they've always gone with and not change position? I guess we'll know in, in a few days' time. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guests, Yorkshire Live democracy reporter Tony Earnshaw, Workers' Party for Britain candidate George Galloway, Labour councillor Ghulam Manir, Lib Dem activist Julian Heather, Indian Muslim Welfare Society general manager Nadeem Raja, and the people of Batley and Spen. You can read all about the by-election in the coverage from The Times and The Sunday Times and listen to analysis on the result on Times Radio on Friday. The full list of candidates is available in the podcast description. The producers today were Edward Drummond and Asia Fuchs. The executive producer is Poppy Damon and sound design was by Nigel Appleton. If there's a story you think we should be covering, if you have any ideas for future episodes or any thoughts on what you've just heard, then do get in touch. You can email us at storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. See you tomorrow. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.